you're a partnership, you know, what, what one's doing at home or, you know, putting in more hours while the other one's building their business to pay the bills, you're all going to be together in the long run. And when someone goes after their dreams or after, you know, this huge opportunity and the other's not there for it, it's usually just going to show holes in their relationship and you either make it or you don't. You are listening to a powerhouse who sold 117 homes last year as an agent, not as a team, a wife and a mama of five, Denise Jarbo. She's a real estate agent in Indiana and Kentucky who says you can build a successful business and have a life. In this episode, we break down all the things, business, family, having a supportive partner and the importance of focus. She shares how to have the right environment, the importance of having conversations so that you can scale faster. This episode is for those who want to scale their business without having a large audience or a fancy system and understand the most important tool you should have in your business. So the question is, how do entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and experts scale to create a massive business all while having fun and impacting lives? Welcome to The Raquel Show. I'm your host, Raquel Quinette, business coach, real estate entrepreneur, investor, wife, and sports mom. This podcast will give you real quick tips, strategies, tools, and inspire you to help you play bigger in business and in life. Are you ready? Let's grow to the next level. Welcome to the Raquel show. This show is for entrepreneurs who want to play bigger in business and in life. And today I have a guest that you definitely want to learn from, whether you're in real estate or building an online business. I know without a shadow of a doubt, there are going to be some nuggets in this interview, especially if you're scaling a business and managing life itself. (laughs) I've had the front row seats to this woman's growth who last year broke a record of selling 117 homes not as a team, but as an agent. And it's a rare achievement that we see in our industry. And what I'm even more impressed by is that she is a wife and a mama of five. This is what I saw when it's not a or, but it is an and when we build our business and have priorities. How do you integrate it all? And she's a great example of figuring things out when we have unexpected life situations like kids getting sick or different events. So I want to welcome the one and only Denise Jarbo to the show. Thank you for having me. Welcome. So I'm excited because you have a lot to share. And let's just start off by saying like, how how did you get into real estate? What piqued your interest? And were you already a mama when you started your business? Yes. So I already had four kids when I decided to to get into real estate. 
And luckily someone found me. I, I definitely never thought about it. I didn't even really notice, you know, signs on the road or, you know, go to open houses just for fun or anything like that. And, you know, like thinking back about it, I think one of the reasons I didn't like to go into houses like that is because I felt like anything that I was going to go into was way nicer than anything that I had or could have. And I don't think I've ever shared that before. So I was working multiple jobs and I, I, someone who was working for my uh, team Rainmaker actually uh, happened upon me. I wasn't waiting on him, but I turned around and saw him and he said, what are you doing here? I'm like, why are you waiting tables? He didn't say it that way, but you know, he, I think he saw genuine concern because there he was eating dinner on a Friday night with his daughter. And I was the one with an apron tied around my waist. And he knew that I had another job or or thought that I did anyway. So, um, long story short, he reached out to me and said, Hey, you going to do lunch and talk about real estate. And it was over a phone call when he asked me or a text and definitely did an eye roll because I didn't think that real estate was for me. I knew nothing about it. So, um, they got me in, they met me, they got me to meet with Kelly Harris and, um, I knew her before, but I didn't, I didn't really know much about her business and the rest is history. (laughs) She got me history. So 117 homes. And as you look back at last year, some people are wondering, like, what were the actual keys to your success? Definitely being able to multitask. And I will say that there, I could, I could always be more organized and I can, I can be, and I'm working towards that, but being able to multitask, being able to you know, shoot a text and a quick reaction to someone and uh, be like, you know, in that market, you had to show houses same day, most of the time. So it was managing other agents too, because it might not have been my agent on a team of mine, but I could reach out. I had, I had a handful of people that I would use to help me out and, you know, just Venmo them some money for showing houses for me. And so being able to like, I take, you know, having organized my children and managing their schedules, that helped. So if someone would send me a message, I would look at my calendar. Oh, oh, oops, I'm already showing it how I don't have any windows of time today. So I would reach out to someone else and, you know, just keep going until I got that scheduled. And I had to keep that top of mind because, you know, you let it slip and then, oh, what do you know? You forgot that person for the day. And then they're not coming back to you (laughs) if you don't respond to them. So it wasn't like no fancy systems is what I really want the audience to hear. Right. It really wasn't. And you even said like, you were not the most organized person, but you had one thing that you were focused in, one thing that you were dialed in. And it was really just getting people in your calendar that were ready to look at homes. Mm -hmm. And, um, calendar, you said that word. I mean, I don't, I don't think I really used Google calendar before real estate. And now it's, it's just my number one. Anytime anybody asks me anything, I don't have a book. I had that and I flip it open or, you know, pull up the app and make sure if they, if, if they, I say, I'm going to show you a house, I add that to the calendar right away. If uh, I say, I'm going to, we're going to have a phone call. I, ta- I add that to the calendar because, you know, it just, it's crazy in real estate and things can just pop up and you can forget people easily. And that one time, first impressions are everything. So when you are on time and um, you do what you say you're going to do, 
that means everything. So I really want the audience to hear that. It wasn't anything fancy. It wasn't social media, believe it or mm-hmm. not, right? It wasn't the best marketing systems is she had one focus and she probably, it was her calendar and just staying on top of her calendar and people that she had met. So it takes a ton of grit to accomplish definitely what you have accomplished. How do you just keep pushing? Is there things that you work on with your mindset or were you just born that way? Mm, That's a good one. I'm blessed to have always kind of been a hustler, but you know, just like anybody I have, I hit my little bumps in the road where it just gets a little hard, but I would say just having that naturally helps, but being around positive people and always surrounding myself with people um, that that will make me better and will brighten my day and push me. Those are that's that's exactly what I've done since I've gotten into real estate. I've always been on a team of like-minded people, people who've been where I haven't been before, and then people that I can help at the same time. So I'm invested in following these people and and doing more than I've done before. And then also the people that have just joined us, helping them come along their way and have success. Oh, I love that. How important, like, as you speak about that, how important is environment mentoring and like coaches to your success? Oh gosh. You cannot go without it. Absolutely. Because I know we, we all, you always hear, you know, you need to get rid of toxic, toxic people in your life or, you know, reduce the amount of time that you're around them. And we all have people like that in our life, a family member or this or that. And, you know, we can try to influence them, but ultimately some, they end up influencing us if we allow to be around them and people stay, stay with them for long periods of time is because of the environment. And I, and I never would have dreamed in a commission but pay environment that it would be like that because we're all technically competing against one another, but somehow it's, it's, we're really, um, we're all cheering one another on. And just in comparison to my job that, that I was in before I got into real estate, I was a salary, like working in a cubicle in a, uh, uniform distribution company. And Really? I mean, we were all just there, like punching a clock to get our paycheck. There was no, oh, you're doing such a great job at payroll and you paid more people this week than you did last week. Or, you know, or you did, you know, there was none of that. Or uh, it's just, you know, every environment's got to have it and every job's got to have, we've all got, everybody's got to do a job and there's got, you know, everybody's got to pick up trash, but you've got to be around people that are just taking, what they can out of their day and being positive with Keller Williams and the the Harris Jarbo group, we've got just a great culture. And if you can get that going and keep all the right people on the bus and then, you know, quickly get rid of the people that you can see that don't have that attitude and that tenacity, then you're, you're going to be better off because you get one bad apple and it kind of spoils the bunch for sure. So good. I think some people are listening to you and they're going, wow, I'm, I still think that some of them are still blown away. 117 homes all last year. She must not have a life. Mm -hmm. But what I do know is that you probably have gotten away and taken some vacation. So like, how do you balance where, you know, you don't have that burnout Um, kind of production? Yeah, for sure. 
So I made it a point last year that I would at all costs, you know, put my children's events on the calendar and be there for those because I'd already, you know, you do have to set, you do have to give up a little bit those first few years to start the grind. And, and, and if you, I don't want you to say you put your family on the back burner, but you do have to skip a few things or, and hopefully you have a partner that helps you, you know, be there when you can't be. But last year I said, I'm not going to miss any of those things. And whether it was like a weekend trip with some girlfriends or uh, a trip to the mall with my kids and my husband in Nashville, a couple hours away, we, we made sure, I mean, we were doing things monthly or bi-monthly and I probably went on four at least four, like four or five day trips, whether it was with work or um, in which, you know, it was fun and educational at the same time or with my family. That really helps when you've always got something to look forward to. And it's like, this is why I'm grinding. So I can go on these vacations and live this life and share these experiences with my loved ones and take them more places. So yeah, like I definitely think you've always got to have, uh, Kelly says this, she's like, you know, put play, schedule your play time out first and then, you know, make sure that you set, you meet the goals that are going to fund that play time for sure. Mm-hmm. So, so, so good. You know, a lot of people are going how for those that have a significant other partner and you are building a massive business. How do you get a supportive partner, or is it something that you had to talk about with your husband saying, Hey, there are going to be some nights that I may not be home to cook dinner or to do whatever, because I've got clients. Like, how do you have that conversation with your partner so that you guys are on the same page too? Mm -hmm. and, And you have that support. Yeah, that was one thing that was really hard when we when I, when I went into this is because, you know, I I was getting a paycheck every 2 weeks salary and there was all, that was a constant and and I went to my husband and I said, "Listen, I've talked to a few people about this. I've prayed on it. I really feel like it's right for me." And I was I was almost a little bit scared to ask him, you know, say, will you, will you support me in this? Are you, are you going to be happy? Because I probably would have done it anyway, but I needed his support because we wouldn't have lasted through those, you know, first few years where it was a little bit of a struggle getting my momentum up. And he, he really, you know, he said, Denise, I know from things you've done in the past that you can do this if you stick with it and you, you know, and and we both looked at it and said, you know, this is just ever changing. It's not something that I could probably ever get sick of. It's not something that's ever going to, you know, they're not going to, we're not going to need it. There's always going to be a market for real estate, even though neither one of us had ever really been interested in it. It really just sparked that opportunity of, of something for both of us. And so, and and as the years have gone on, he's seen, because he was skeptical at first, but he's seen what, what has changed in our life and what's changed in me. And so those nights where we had to sacrifice and I wasn't home, it, it was, it was all worth it, but he works nights and he always has. So that was a different thing too, because there were nights where it was like my kids were a little bit older, some of them, 
And so they were able to help themselves until I got home at night. But just just make sure before you jump into anything like this that you definitely have a support system, whether it's your parents or your family or your spouse or partner, because they're gonna they're gonna be the ones that are gonna help you when times get rough. They're gonna be there cheering you cheering you on and say, you know, we we can do this. You know, you've come so far. Let's keep going. First of all, thank you for being so transparent that it was tough having that conversation. I think sometimes we tend to put that and brush that aside where there's a lot of people out there that are scared to have those conversations because they do want to pivot. They want to leave a stable or corporate job or even a high paying job to go start their own business, to get into entrepreneurship. And, you know, we don't always admit that it was scary to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And there were, there is a possibility of them not supporting your big dream and it just being really, really hard so much that like, I'm, what I'm really excited is because now looking back and exactly with what you said is you now are a couple years in to this business and you're buying what you said, like, I didn't even think of real estate and like the pretty houses and you're buying like your first investment. Is that mm-hmm. right? Finally. <laughs> so cool. Yes. It's like, it was something that both you and your husband never looked at prior to Mm -hmm. you being in real estate. And I think it's just really, really awesome. So if you had to start all over in this business or go into a brand new market, what's some things that you would do first, knowing what you know today? I would honestly go into cold marketing probably faster and like, you know, buy up leads in the area, do open houses, door knock, work expireds and for sale by owners versus reach out to all my family and friends and tell them I was in real estate because that didn't build my business as quickly as just going out and faking it till I made it and, and being myself you know, learning, learning how the the transactional things about real estate, meeting with people, taking care of them, taking them through the transaction, and then and then having them be so happy that we came into contact. Thank me for taking care of them. That's that's really when I look back, the the transactions I like the most were people I probably didn't know before before we got into real estate to get or you know into a transaction together. Uh, and I was gonna go. I was gonna say something else earlier, Raquel. Regarding your support system, we have lost many team members based on the, them the having that lack of support. And it wasn't just financial; it was the the them them just being okay with the group environment and the hustle of real estate and the different hours and the okay, yeah, you're going to have to do open houses on the weekend, so I'm probably going to have to watch the kids. You have to have that give and take because. Whoever, whether it's the man or the woman in the relationship, whoever is the one in real estate, the other one is going to reap the benefits of of what of that bigger world they're going to be able to get. And that opens the door to them having real estate themselves also, if they don't already own a home, owning multiple homes. So yeah, I just want to throw that out there that we, we've seen that. So when we, that's my interview question. If I'm in a group interview, I always ask, how's your support system? How's your family feel about you um, doing this? Because my husband was, there, were, there may be a couple other people in our family, but he was number one, my supporter. There, there were, you know, there were others that were just indifferent or scared. Like, what is she doing? You know, she's quitting this job and <laughs> going to do something she's never done before. 
So that's so good. You know, as you were talking about that, I think back and look back, even with some of the things that you say, you said is, you know, it's interesting when you start something new that how your friends and family don't necessarily believe in you, but you mm-hmm. do need your core people, at least one to have that support. Cause I don't know that I would have gotten through this many years, especially being on planes in this business without my husband. Mm-hmm. Right. And oftentimes of building so many different teams, we have a lot of people that came onto our teams that were stay at home moms and decided to really build a business. And we saw the flip side of their husband, not supporting them or their significant other, not supporting them. And like, they would always reach a ceiling and they had a battle every single time that they had to do something for their business, like an open house or be at home with the family. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think what you said is so key when you're building a business is to have that supportive husband. And especially in the REO days, I just remembered that, you know, we can, we can give this all up today. Like, and I can just do something totally simple and, you know, we can go that route, but we know that when opportunities come, opportunities come and we got to take advantage of it. And he was like, Nope, go for it. And I, and I look back going, I didn't realize how big of a deal that was until I saw other situations that I was a part of, or that our, our team was a part of, you know? Mm -hmm. So thank you for saying that because like I said, it's scary to go off on your own, to leave a corporate job or to leave any job that's stable and take a huge risk, not knowing for sure that it's going to pay off. Absolutely. And another thing that uh, some men struggle with is, you know, having like, Oh no, you stand to make this much money. How am I going to feel? Yes. That's going to be great that our family's going to have that money, but how am I going to feel about you making more money than me? And (laughs) my husband's all for it. He's like, you're my sugar mama. Um, so, and he says that all the time when we're in like team, team events and fun stuff like that. He's like, I love it. Uh, And and that's the thing is like the men have to realize you're a partnership, you know, what, what one's doing at home or you know, putting in more hours while the other one's building their business to pay the bills. Like you're, it's all going to be, you're all going to be together in the long run. And when someone goes after their dreams or after, you know, this, this huge opportunity and the other's not there for it, it's usually just going to show holes in their relationship and, and, and you either make it or you don't, but we've gotten a lot stronger throughout this journey. So, but I rarely does this conversation ever come up, but yet we know that it's out there where the man or the significant other or the partner has to feel comfortable with how their life is going to change, how much money you're going to bring to the table and how it could sometimes poke holes and show up in a totally different way. If it's not talked about, if it's not brought up or if it's not dealt with. Right. And so I think it's really cool that you mentioned that because I know that some of the people that are listening and I know some of our community and some of our audience are going, wow, that just hit home for us. And so on the flip side, what do you see? You now coach and not only do you do your own production still today, but now you get to mentor and coach people. What are some of the mistakes you see in being in this industry for a couple of years that you see agents make today? I see a lot of them, you know, wanting to be on their own and not be on a team because, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to sacrifice a part of their commission, but what they don't look at is the full picture of, there are so many things that are involved in a transaction and 
you can't be perfect at all of them and still be showing houses and still having a life and go on vacation with your family, be at your kids' games at night. You might if you do one transaction a month. And even then, that's kind of hard because there's just so many entities and it really just depends on the client. Even members on our team trying to do too much things that that that's like not in their lane. And I struggled with that at first too, because you gotta you gotta get into that seat and realize, oh, I'm not supposed to be doing this part. I'm I'm supposed to hand it off at this point. And um, you just want to have all hands on and, you know, be their person because you get, we've heard this many times, you get scared to pass them off because they called me, they wanted me. Now I'm going to tell them they need to deal with my, my transaction coordinator or my admin. Another thing I see them doing is getting too emotionally involved and uh, allowing the client to, just really wear them down. And I've been there. So, so I tell them, you know, Hey, been there, done that. Now you're going to recognize the traits of that person and things that they say and how quickly they can be very dramatic or not matter of fact on what they want. And then that next person that you see, you're going to not invest so much time in, or even maybe say, Hey, you know what? We're not a good fit. Let me see if, you know, um, let me refer you to this other agent. It's hard to say, but, um, that's probably best for your mental health. If you can, can see that up front. So they're, they're being therapists. I see that a lot. And, um, I'll be a uh, funny thing is I just actually did this myself yesterday. I went to a house and I started cleaning it out a house. I'm going to list. And the whole time I was doing it, I was like, I could be paying someone to do this, but I don't do that very often. So it was just kind of a fun experience for me. I made a few TikToks while I was there. I love it, Denise. So <laughs> what is next for you? You dropped a lot of solid nuggets bombs, I would say in this interview. And I know, like I said earlier, it's going to hit home for some people and really make them think about some of the things that you said, what's next for you. So I'm in a, like a, I live right on the border of Kentucky and Indiana. So I started my business in Kentucky and, and it really, it's hard to transition to fully Indiana when you're, you can't be like, Hey, I'm your Kentucky, Indiana agent. Hey, I'm your Indiana, Kentucky. So my next step is really just transitioning into full Indiana. And I don't think my Kentucky clients will forget me. I'll still be there. I'm still close, but I just really need to market myself more in that area. And then obviously building up the agents and the team over here in Indiana it's been, it's been great so far seeing these agents succeed and get their first under contracts and first listings and see those conversations because I can't be with them every minute of every day. And you, you, you know, they have that conversation with the seller or the buyer and call you and, and say, now, what do I say here? And it's funny because I'll tell them, I don't have a quick answer for that because no one's ever asked me that specific question before. So they're baffled by after, you know, 300 transactions, you, you've not heard that before? No, because every single person, every single transaction is different. So, um, but yeah, I'm just really focusing on being a rainmaker for my Indiana people. So if you are in the, and you're listening and you're in the Indiana market and you want an opportunity, there would be no hesitation if I was definitely in Indiana that I would join the mentorship or join the team of Denise, because not only do you get the 
fast experience of her knowledge, but you get what it really does take to succeed in this business at a really, really high level. So where can people connect with you? You can find me on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, DJ Sells Houses is my Instagram. And then Denise Warren Jarbo on Facebook. And TikTok is uh, Denise Jarbo underscore I-N-K-Y Realtor. Of course, just, yeah, Google me. Google her and we'll put all of her handles. And if you haven't, you definitely want to follow her, whether it's on TikTok or Instagram, because this woman is funny. And does she not have dance moves? Like there's nobody's business. (laughs) So as we wrap up and I ask all of our guests, this question is what is one thing that Denise does to play bigger in business and in life? Gosh just never being complacent, I guess, and, and always thinking what's next, what's, what's the next thing. So of course, everyone's talking about investments. So, and I already said, we are buying our first investment. So I think once you get your toes wet, it's going to keep going, it's going to keep going. So I think that second house is going to be way easier to buy than that first house. It just taking that, taking that plunge. So yeah, just, I encourage everyone to just never stop growing and learning and thinking, what else can I do? Or how can I help others? That's solid and gold advice. Thank you, Denise, for being on our show today. I appreciate you. I love seeing you grow, expand, be a leader for a new market, new team. And I cannot wait to keep playing bigger with you, my friend. Thank you, Raquel. Thank you for listening to this episode and hanging out with me today. If you're loving The Raquel Show and you've gotten value from it for your business or your life, please don't forget to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. I'd love to connect with you further, so text me at www.textraquel.com and send me a message. You'll be added to our VIP list for updates and special events we're hosting for our community. I look forward to hanging out with you on the next episode.